It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hello, wonderful people. It's time we were singing uh, during the during the, uh, before the show. Well, I was singing, and uh, people were plugging their ears. So, <laughs> but that's what that's the way it goes. How's everybody doing? This is Ears Up. We're here for a, kind of a random show, actually. It's uh, one we call Tips and, and, and Tricks, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I haven't really figured out a proper name for it yet. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to call it, like, Tips on Your Next Disneyland Vacation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'll work. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's really just kind of a bunch of random stuff. I don't know, like uh, how to take better photos or, mm-hmm. you know, we all kind of picked a, a thing that we want to help you guys with. Um, and just have a, I don't know, a, I don't want to say a better vacation because it sounds like you can't have a good vacation without us, which may or may not be true. But um, How to go from good to great. <laughs> elevate your, your vacation it's, game. Well, we go a lot, so I think maybe we just know some secret things. Just some stuff. Not, well, not secret. Even, not even yeah. secret. Just, right. We've just tried it, and true. It's Our good to share information. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah. we've done this before, but not for... I don't know, probably over a year. Yeah, at least, So I yeah. think that there's a lot of changes that have happened in a year that we need to kind of update some people. Yeah, and never like this either. I mean, we, we've done them, kind of broken them up, right? Like uh, hotels. We did a whole show on hotels or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's not enough change really to, to do another entire show on hotels, but I think we're talking about hotels today. Yep. Some stuff like that. So, right. you know, it's a weird show, but uh, hey, man, I think you get a lot out of it. Yep. Um, we also have our close personal friend, Jeremy from Spectro Radio, joining us here in about 15 minutes for you live folks. Um, we have Taryn, Stink- Taryn Thinks. Mm-hmm. We also have a, uh, yet another press conference. It's, see, it's a good thing that the press, con- the press conference uh, room has a month-long rental, because we were just in the studio like two weeks ago, and Taryn had a press conference. Yeah. And you know, before the, because we only rented it for a month, so before that runs out, Terrence has has a has a press conference to do. Excuse me, but before that, uh, never wolf your your meal down and then go in the studio, man. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, find us on iTunes. You know, I looked on iTunes the other day. We have seventy three ratings on iTunes, and I th- I, I think they're. I don't want to. Th- I don't know if they're all five stars. Maybe because I rated myself five stars. It shows my rating, <laughs> but we have 73. That's pretty cool. That's a it's lot. not bad at all. That's kind of a lot, right? Yeah. We actually, you mentioned this last time and I forgot to do it since then, but we should go back and uh, and look at. And pull some to read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so too. I did. Uh, tune in Radio, Stitcher, wherever greater podcasts are learned in about. We're also on uh, Google Play. If you're a Google Play person, you can get podcasts there. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, you can find us on social media. We're Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Any feedback on the show uh, goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. And for those of you who think Taryn has been ignoring you, uh, we save the feedback for the shows. Rarely do we reply you know, to you uh, unless it's like a time-sensitive thing. Like, I'm going to the park tomorrow and I need the best churro cart or whatever. Uh, but the past couple of months, our email has been has been wonked out, and so we haven't received we we received all your emails, but they weren't being forwarded. So now we've cleared that up, and we've been kind of running through the feedback. Uh, so it's been a while. So if if you've heard a couple shows and go, wow, I guess they hated my feedback, I you know whatever, uh, that is definitely not the case. We value each and every person's feedback, yes, um, unless they're critical, and in which case we love them a little bit more. Uh, any compliments goes to Terrence, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E. 
at yearsup-podcast.com. You can say hi, hi to Bev. And anything else comes to me, Jason, at yearsup-podcast.com. We also have a blog. Bev, I know, is hard at work at her latest uh, post for our Disney Animated Classics review, where we go through the theatrical-released animated classics of Disney and just see if yeah. they're kind of relevant and how the, how it holds up and and you know what what's just what's going on how yeah. how we like it you know I'm I'm working so hard on that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What was it that I was working on again Uh you're doing great I'm sure whatever it was <laughs> Saludos amigos Oh good Yeah thanks for saying my, I would do that My favorite gloves <laughs> is joining us here looking very dapper oh. Hi everybody oh. Very nice Hey there buddy look at that Hi, friend. Snazzy. Except for that chair. thing on your arm where it looks like you got run over by a car. Oh. Oh. Uh, you can support great radio like this via our Amazon link. You can go reoccurring donations. You can buy covers. Whatever you need to do. If you have any information, if you want to find any information on how to support us, go to earsuppodcast.com or, you know, what earsuppodcast.com. I think it, it redirects. Anyway, our Amazon link is there. For those of you who have had issues finding the link, make sure you don't have any ad blocker software on. So I have like ad blocker plus, and so it right. won't it won't show up, and it's on the right hand side. Uh, someone uh, sent in some feedback the other day, going like, "Oh, is there like a coupon code or whatever?" Because I can't find your link. Unfortunately, not. But uh, check and see if your ad blocker software is on. Uh, you can be a one time donor. You can be a recurring donor. You guys help keep the lights on and help keep the show going. So I, I really appreciate it. Uh, and of course, go to getcoveyears.com. You can buy coveyears. You can uh, buy churro shirts there. All that kind of stuff. We do have friends. Oddly enough, and friends with <laughs> stuff, friends who support us very much so. So you can go to earsuppodcast.com uh, to the About Us page, and there's a section called Friends of Ears Up, and you can support people like Lulu Gumshoe. She has a shirt that she made, a little beer shirt, and she helped design or she drew the churro shirts and the turkey leg shirts. So if you want to support uh, cool people like that, go to the Friends of Ears Up page on our page. Okay, Taryn. What are we doing? Oh, you know what we're doing. I have so many windows open right now. That's what we're doing. So I really love doing cartwheels. Okay. And um, as an adult, it's kind of weird to do cartwheels, so I don't really do them very often. Okay. Um, but every every time I'm in like a, a room by myself, like a big open room or a long hallway that's open and I'm by myself, I always think about doing a cartwheel, like every single time, without a doubt. And so <laughs> the other day, I was in my office. <laughs> oh, God. A long, there's a long hallway, and I like, was like, oh, my God, now would be, like, the perfect time. Like, there's no pictures on the wall. There's nothing that's going to, like, <laughs> hurt me or hurt the wall or anything. And I looked I looked down the hallway, like, the, the um, perpendicular hallways, and there was nothing going on. So I was like, all right. And so I did a cartwheel in the middle of my office. <laughs> In the middle of the day. And then um, it was really exciting, by the way. Okay. Like, it was very exhilarating. Like, I got done. I was like, wow. I, like, totally just did that. And then uh, and then I had this instant fear of, of there being a security camera. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, like, somebody actually watching that later on. And, uh, 
How, and that's, would, how would you explain yourself? I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> there is literally no way to explain that. Uh, yeah, well, you know, look, when uh, America's Funniest Video starts, <laughs> and if you're on, on it... <laughs> I better get that 10 grand. <laughs> I'm not even sure I can do a cartwheel anymore, so I give you props. Okay, well, so neither did I, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of those, like, where you think you can, but if you watch it, you're really just like a, a rolling L shape? Yes. Well, <laughs> you, no, you don't I was really like, do the whole, like, thing? No, like... That's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. But I was like, no, if you're going to do this, first of all, you have to do it fast. Yes. yes. <laughs> because like, there are people here. <laughs> and second, uh, there is no second. You have to do it fast. And so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I did it fast. And, and, and yeah, so I, I just like went for it and did it as good as I could. And I, I think I did like an excellent. Olympic style cartwheel. Nice. Olympic style. Olympic style. Olympic style. So you had like the unitard on. and No. no? The Olympic no. style, they don't use their, their hands, right? They no, just kind of flip uh, over. No, well, is that, you know what I mean? Is like that technically the, a cartwheel? I think it's just a flip. No, a cartwheel, you have to use your hands because otherwise you oh, don't okay. look like a cart. I'm sorry, you don't look like a cart. A cartwheel. What? A cartwheel. The wheel of a cart. The wheel of a cart. Okay. okay. You don't look like a cart. <laughs> a cart. Cartwheel. I think you don't look like a wheel. A cart right? wheel. The wheel of a cart. <laughs> I know, but you're like, you have to use your hands or else you don't look like a cart. Ah. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, got but it. you know what I meant. I'm to be honest with you, I never actually realized why it was called a cartwheel. I'm going to be honest with you, that's probably not what it means. <laughs> yeah, it does, because you do this, and then your hands are, and your legs are oh. out, and then you look like a, a, a cartwheel. Do you really, you really look like just Michelangelo's, uh, what is that painting? The oh, yeah, yeah, Art of that Man too. or whatever it is. Terrence, I'm sure, is you looking at the I actually of I was going to Google it, and then halfway through it, I was like, no. No, I'm not. We're just going to let it no, lie. We're just going to let it go. <laughs> All right. Fair just enough. Let it go. Fair enough. Speaking of letting things go, Terrence. Yes. So we've gotten a couple <laughs> pieces of, uh, of, of, of feedback on social media and stuff like that regarding the Disney Jeopardy game yes, that I we know. played last time. Apparently, a couple of things that you said were incorrect. They were incorrect <sighs> trivia. Uh, so. I'm gonna let you finish, but why don't you why don't you go ahead and uh, walk into the press conference room and let me prep everybody. <clears throat> um, what we have to do, I think, and Taryn, you brought this up the other day, is maybe re-listen to that show to make sure that the winner was actually the winner. Yeah, because there were at least three questions that were incorrect. I can promise yes. you that the winners are gonna know and they're gonna tell us. So we probably don't even have to do yeah, that work. <laughs> All right, Terrence, you're not even here right now. You're in the press conference room. <clears throat> okay, so hold on a second. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I now present to you Terrence Conrad. Page and complete the video. God! <laughs> stop it! Who's talking during the press conference? I know. Please stop. Jim, seriously, you're going to get kicked out again. This Nobody likes highly this. highly inappropriate. Security. Nobody likes it when you do this stuff. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for uh, participating in this press conference. Oh. Honestly, Brenda. Yeah, I know, right? This is not this is not uh, your your place, okay? All right, Terrence. Go ahead. Brenda. <laughs> My fellow Disneyland enthusiasts. They love. <laughs> what is going on? Here. Just go for it. Just right. go for it. People are rude, man. Brenda just won't stop talking. <laughs> Brenda? Just talk, o- just talk over her. She's yeah. rude. Security. My fellow yeah. Disneyland enthusiasts. Of good <laughs> this is ridiculous. 
This press conference is over. It's literally the worst. Right, I'll do it. Jim, okay. knock it off. I'll do it without the sound. You're so... <laughs> seriously, you, you go, go... No more free coffee for you. You can have the Danish. Finish oh, the Danish. Geez. All right, go ahead, Terrence, please. My fellow, Disney, my fellow Disneyland enthusiast, this is the 71st time that I have spoken to you from the studio, where so many segments have brought joy to the masses. Each show, I've done my best to discuss with you and my co-host issues within and relating to Disneyland that I believed would affect you the most. In all the decisions that I've made in my current position, I've always tried to do what I believed was best for you and do so with dignity and integrity. I have always felt that it was my duty to, uh, to preserve and make every opportunity to complete the show in a way that would warrant your trust. But something has happened. With the discussions that I've had with those involved with the show and those who are fans... It seems as though I have done less than my due diligence to ensure that every word that exited my mouth was 100% correct. I would have preferred to to have swept this occurrence under the rug, but that would not be fair to you. Because I have sinned against you, and I beg your forgiveness. I do not plan to whitewash my sin. I cannot call it a mistake but rather me not doing my due diligence. I have no one to blame but myself. I do not lay the fault or blame of the charge at anyone else's feet, for no one is to blame but Terrence. I take responsibility. I take the blame. I take the fault. To those of you who have stood through me, have stood with me through this uh, difficult weeks, to my family, my friends, and everyone in the studio besides Jason, I will be eternally grateful to you. And to those who have felt that they were not able to give me their support, let me say that I have no bitterness towards you, and I hope one day to regain your trust. Thank you, and God bless America. There will be no questions. Good job, Terrence. Good job. Yes. I feel bad. I shouldn't. I'm not going to no, say no, it. No, you have to do it. <laughs> well, okay, I will. Are you roasting Terrence so, right now? How no, are you going to roast me? I just, I just wanted to point out that out this there? is the 72nd time you've t- spoken to this. Are you sure? It yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, I looked. I actually counted all the the all the episodes that were out. 72nd time. I'll what? have another press conference about that. <laughs> is that okay? We. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Good job, buddy. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm glad um, Charlene and Deborah quieted down. I know. It was Brenda. It was mostly Brenda. Yeah. It's kind of a jerk. Not Brenda. Uh, Let's get Jeremy on the line. Let me load his. uh, Here, let me call him. Good job, Terrence. We don't want to do that. Hold on. Stop. What are you doing? Way better than my press conference. (laughs) Jeremy, you're with us, buddy. Hello, my friend. I must be on a delay because nope. I was in the middle of watching a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? 
and now I don't know what's going to happen at the end of it. I have to listen in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, if you're watching on the live stream, there is a little bit of a delay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were some tears. There was some uncomfortability. But uh, at the end of the day, there were some hugs. And, and that's really what, what matters the most. I actually got booed off the well, stage. Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, well, no, not good that you got booed off the stage. But, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm liking – well, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little concerned that there have to be so many press conferences these days. I mean, Karen just did one. It's like – we're we're we're, we're running roughshod here. Yeah, they are. They're they're really controversial. I think we need to start putting a trigger warning at the, at the beginning of each episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say though, I have uh, sympathy or maybe empathy, one or the other, for uh, Terrence because when you come on here and give out info. You, I'm always nervous that there's going to be feedback that's like, hey, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's part of it, man. That's, that, that's, that's part of it. And, uh, and that's what, uh, you know, I think we want to, to have on the show, right? Is, is, it's, it's something I started from the, from the beginning talking to everybody about is if we're going to put out information and facts, I want them to be as accurate as, as possible. Everybody makes mistakes, uh, of course. There's information that's incorrect out there. Even authors put out incorrect information in their books. So, you know, it just it, it happens. Um, but, you know, part of it is owning up to that and, and being like, yeah. yeah, that was wrong. And then we just like to have a little fun with it because, uh, I don't know, that's what we do, right? Yeah, I love it. Uh, I just can't believe you can fit that many photographers. In <laughs> well, we're renting a space next door. Right. Mm. Yeah. And so, Brenda's okay. not coming back. Brenda's not no. coming back. No, she's no, she fired. She she's, shut up. she's gone. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, before we get uh, before we get too uh, too far afield here, join us as we unravel the magic behind some of Disney's most beloved pieces of music. It's Spectro time. This magic night, a million stars will play. We got you now. It's just not right without the Spectrum Magic intro. No, I have to have it. I have it. I actually play it when I get to work every day. <laughs> it's just on your phone, man. You walk around with your... Uh, with your own personal uh, theme music. Hey, coworkers, it is Spectro time! <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, I know! <laughs> no, Jeremy, it's actually 8.30. <laughs> yeah, like I get there that early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right, let's do this, man. What are we talking about today? So the last time I was on, we went abroad, and we talked about some stuff that was going on in Tokyo and Paris with Fan Illusion. So this week, we're going to bring it back, and we are back in the States. Um... So we're going to talk about something that debuted in Disneyland but actually owes its creation to Walt Disney World. So 1971, Walt Disney World is opening and this interesting thing happens because where they built it at the time, Orlando was really a rural place. Like there wasn't much happening around there other than, you know, this new park. So there were no lights around. So when you walked out of the Magic Kingdom – um, if you, for anyone who's been there, I know you guys have because you did that whole uh, episode hating on it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Oh boy, <laughs> I love that one. Uh, so when you walk out, there's a big lake called the Seven Seas Lagoon, and then it's be- pretty much just a, it's just darkness back then. And so the Imagineers, being the Imagineers, said that's a canvas, so we can do something with this. Um, so one evening, a few months before Disney World opened, they made a mock-up of a whale with Christmas lights on chicken wire and on, on like some sort of floating platform and <laughs> sent it out into the water. 
And thus was born the electrical water pageant, number one. It's coming. <laughs> Disney World has the, some of the weirdest music, dude. <laughs> Love it. What, you don't want to listen to that on a loop all day? <laughs> kind of do (laughs) well that's the thing right it's like it's like uh i don't know it's it's uh endearingly irritating (laughs) it's very strange there's a lot of things down there i could could characterize as that (laughs) that's true uh have you ever been on that german worm ride in bugs land that's yes uh the (laughs) choo-choo train or whatever yeah heimlich's choo-choo train yeah Oh, I just call it German worm. German worm. Uh, okay. That's also correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, 1971, um, Disneyland at this time has really not a big nighttime business. So there's there's occasional fireworks in the summer and the evenings. And um, they really don't have the date night at Disneyland thing any, going on. And they also, at the same time, have an enormous morale problem because the opening of Walt Disney World has kind of sucked away all the attention from the company. So to quell this, they decided to take the electrical water pageant to the streets of Disneyland, thus giving us the Main Street Electrical Parade, number two. The Main Street Electrical Parade. seen this once and even just hearing that little snippet gives me so much joy mm-hmm. are you tearing up a little bit no you must be really excited i mean it's you're so tearing up <laughs> uh you must well you must be feeling pretty good because you guys are getting it back i am so excited i, did not I can't even tell you boo what, what? whoa Greg. 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 i love paint the night i love it so much really I do. more than Get out. Anyway, <laughs> continue, Jeremy. You muted him, right? <laughs> yeah, I muted him. Okay. So, originally to build this parade, Disney contracted out a Chicago company. Um, and this company that they hired actually had been responsible for decorating Michigan Avenue in Chicago every year during Christmas with thousands of Christmas lights. So they thought that they would be really good at doing this. Um, but as parade launch time neared, this uh, company in Chicago could not figure out the technology to make the parade come together. So a few weeks shy of the intended launch, Disney Imagineers flew out to Chicago just to check on things because uh, it's getting close and they haven't really heard much. And um, they found a complete disaster. Some of the units hadn't even been started. Oh, gosh. Um, so they were like, thanks. Uh, we're going to take this back. And they shipped <laughs> all of the pieces back out to California where Imagineering took over and finished it. Um, so getting this parade ready for opening night was right down to the wire. They only had a couple weeks to finish it, rehearse it. And launch it. Um, so the original rehearsal the night before um, the debut was a complete disaster. Floats were running out of control. One ran into a building. Some of them completely <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> Amazing. But as they say, a bad dress rehearsal, a great show. And despite all the issues with the rehearsal, the original launch night went off successfully. 
So the original parade launched on June seventeenth, nineteen seventy-two, but it wasn't as it it wasn't as you would picture it today. It started off in two-dimensional flat screen. So if you have seen that electrical water pageant, because it's still running in Disney World, um, it's more like that—just flat screens going being towed down um, Main Street, with the exception of the lead float, I think, which was the Blue Fairy. That was three-dimensional. So they retired that original version of the parade and relaunched it in 1997 and that would be more familiar to what you'd see today where all the floats are kind of like three-dimensional so that same year and on june 11th walt disney world received its own version of the parade which ran simultaneously with disneyland's until 1991 before it was sent off for the opening of disneyland paris and to make way for spectral magic The Disneyland version continued on until 1996 before being retired from that park to make way for something called Light Magic, which is a very much maligned uh, replacement for the electrical parade that did not last very long. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I think it lasted about seven months and people hated it so much that they just got rid of it. Wow, Disney—they like have a thing for naming like light. You know, everything is light. Paint, you know, or, you know what I mean, like paint the night. Well, that's not really light, but it has tons of light. You know what I mean? It's a whole thing, right? Yeah. Anyway, I guess. See, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> whatever. So, um, the Disneyland version was actually then sent. Uh, to Walt Disney World in 1999 for their Millennium Celebration, where it ran until 2001. Um, But after initial attendance at California Adventure was really far below expectation, they decided to take Electrical Parade back, but this time put it in California Adventure in an attempt to increase attendance at the flagging park. Um, But since there is no Main Street USA in California Adventure, they had to change the name of it from Main Street Electrical Parade to just Disney's Electrical Parade, which is what it says even today. Um, So it ended its run at California Adventure in April of 2010, so it could be then sent back to Magic Kingdom as part of the Summer Nightastic, where it is currently scheduled to run until September 5th, which is coming up, before it will be shipped back to Disneyland, where it is expected to return to Main Street in spring 2017. Now, the Main Street Electrical Parade is not just an American um, uh, occurrence. So I sp- said that it was sent to Disneyland Paris, mm-hmm. um, where it, it ran from 92 to 2003. Um, Tokyo Disneyland had the original version of the parade that ran from 1985 to 1995, um, and then it was replaced by Fan Illusion, only to be revived again as Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade Dreamlights, which started in 2001. Now, this has a new orchestrated version of that original synthesized soundtrack, so it's not as endearingly annoying. Number three. (laughs) Tia. It's like the Cinderella version. It's like the World of Color. I like that so much better. Really? Yeah. I like the other one better. Well, um, what was that one called? Sorry, Jerry. What was that one called again? That's uh, Tokyo Electrical Parade Dreamlights. Disney has a thing with lights in their names, don't you think? <laughs> like paint the, right. paint the light? Is that what it was? <laughs> uh, go ahead. So actually, um, if you hear all like 26 minutes of Dreamlights, um, it actually starts off 
just like it sounds like we're used to the synthesizer and it slowly over the parade becomes more and more orchestral until it finishes up like that. So you kind of cool. get a bit of both. I like that. Um, but Disney parks are not the only place where the electrical parade has been spotted over the years. So the Main Street Electrical Parade actually served as the halftime show for the 1978 Orange Bowl in Miami number four. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight the Orange Bowl honors the most unique event staged in America in 1977. <laughs> Disneyland and Walt Disney World's incredible spectacular of nighttime pageantry and imagination in electrical sights and sounds. The Main Street Electrical Parade. I like the caveat. In 1977. <laughs> <laughs> It was a it was a it was a it was a low year for stage performances. That would have been so much better than <laughs> Katy Perry. No, can you imagine? Um, yeah, yes. well, essentially, Katy Perry was the Main Street Electrical Parade. She came, <laughs> in, she came in on a lion, a lion? Right. valid point. She, oh, You're no, going to hear her roar. Stars. Come on, <laughs> whether you like it or not. She's a firework or cracker or something. To be fair, it was not the Super Bowl. It was the Orange Bowl. Oh. <laughs> That's a good and, point. So and down. I can I can attest, having been in a college marching band, I've been in the Orange Bowl halftime show, so it's really, the, the water, it's not really that hard to get into. Um, we have to look up that video and post it on our uh, Facebook page. Oh, yeah. The Orange Bowl or me? You. You. <laughs> <laughs> Um, good luck yeah. finding that one. You could, probably, you could you could YouTube both and find each. each. Um, so yeah, actually, I would say go to YouTube. Anyone who's a real Disney nerd, if you want to see this, like um, 1978 Orange Bowl halftime show, it will come up. Um, okay, so then the parade was actually seen in 1997 going down Broadway in Manhattan's Times Square, but this time under the title Hercules Electrical Parade. And this was to honor the opening of Disney's uh, brand new New Amsterdam Theater and also the debut of the film Hercules in theaters, number five. It really is something. <laughs> Flying above the street is the magical winged horse Pegasus, and riding on his back is Hercules himself. Created especially. <laughs> they had to specifically mention that Pegasus is magical. <laughs> uh, so. Interestingly, I just wish Disney did stuff like this. Like, why can't uh, Paint the Night be the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, that would just be amazing. Travel around. I mean, that, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I like it too. I, I like when they do that kind of stuff. And, I, and you know, I, I don't know why where their direction is. Maybe maybe they have one. Maybe back then they didn't, and they were like, yeah, that would be fun. And, and but now yeah. it costs too much money. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. Um, so interestingly, Disney arranged for all the lights on because like it's really weird to put the electrical parade on Broadway. It's like really bright there. Um, so they arranged mm. to have all the lights on Broadway turned out for eight blocks leading up to their theater. Wow. And wow. they actually got all the businesses to comply with the exception of <laughs> Warner Brothers Disney's. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. No. Surprise, sure. surprise. So – the music behind the electrical parade. Um, the main theme of the parade is called the Baroque Hoedown. 
It was originally created in 1967 by early synthesizer pioneers Jean-Jacques Perret and Gershon Kingsley, and it ap- first appeared on the vinyl record album Kaleidoscopic Vibrations, Electronic Pop Music from Way Out, which I specifically sought out and purchased on eBay for this segment. Oh, so wow. I really want you to enjoy number six. <laughs> I love it. And we're marching. And we're marching. I might be more obsessed with that than I am the original song. That beginning, uh, the beginning, very 80s, very... Uh, 80s yeah. sitcom. That's what it sounded like Oh, to me. not yeah. to me. To me, it was like 80s, like, I don't know, like Depeche Mode or Pet Shop Boys or oh. something like that. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, nice. I could get you a, a track. Okay. Um... So uh, for the parade version, music producer Don Dorsey used 11 synthesizers to create the, recreate that soundtrack. And the parade opens with a digitized voice. This is actually the voice of the legendary Jack Wagner, who is the voice of – who was for a long time the voice of Disneyland and Walt Disney World and who can be famously heard here, number seven. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So they just ran his voice through a digitizer and he does the welcome. Nice. Um, the music over the years has been released and adapted many times. Um, there was a nod to the Baroque hoedown in the Main Street Electrical Parade successor, Light Magic, um, which can be heard here, number eight. That was intense, dude. <laughs> I, I just pictured like Lil Wayne rapping on top of that or something like that. Hey, <laughs> dude. I actually, so I kind of liked how they had that little, like it didn't last for the whole thing, but I just liked that there was like a little hat tip towards it in there. But I have a friend who saw it completely differently and she calls it a slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> To every person because they were so sad to have seen their beloved parade gone and then they just sort of like jabbed him with that. Well, that is kind of true. Like, hey, remember that thing you liked? Here's a little bit of it. (laughs) (laughs) And out back to the scrap. Right. Um, It was covered by the famous group They Might Be Giants, number nine. Nice. I've never heard that before. That's amazing. Uh, it was also included in the, ninth, uh, the 50th anniversary fireworks display, Remember Dreams Come True. Um, and there's a cover of, an, of it on the new album, Deconstructed, which is available in Disney Parks now and on iTunes. Um, of course, it forms the uh, part of the base of the soundtrack to the new Paint the Night Parade in both Hong Kong Disneyland and Disneyland in Anaheim for about 10 more days. Number 10.
Greg is sad. <laughs> sad Greg. I love Aww. it so much. I love well, it you, so can, much. you can go to Disney World. That's probably where it's going to end up. Hard pass. <laughs> wow! That's just the, the the bass in that in that yeah. section, man. You know, my, that my, my headphones were vibrating. It's like wow. Yeah. So that's it. That's the uh, that's the Main Street Electrical Parade, and it, it it lives on. It's going to Disneyland. So I'm excited about it, man. I have you know I, one of the earliest memories I have of this is going to sound pretty dumb is looking through photos of my first time at Disneyland, <laughs> <laughs> and you know the, like the blown out. Everyone's trying to use their flash, right? It just yeah. I don't know, it looks terrible. <laughs> but like photos of that thing going by, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But I don't ever remember actually really seeing it except in Disney World. So I'm excited about it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Thanks for having me on. I got a message on Facebook yesterday, in fact, um, and it was someone who said, "Hey, I just found your station because I was listening to Ears Up. Yes! And I'm loving it. Oh, so, good. Yes. Yeah." Any donations cool. we get a quarter of, so just we haven't talked about that, but we'll talk about it on the air right now because it's really comfortable. Says one Great. So if I hold on, let me just add this up. Uh, I'll write you a check for zero. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Me too. Actually, keep it, and we'll just add it on to yours. <laughs> Jeremy, where can people listen to you and all your great music? You can find us at SpectraRadio.us. You can go to TuneIn and search Spectra Radio. You can go download the stream licensing app. That makes sure that all the uh, artists get paid. And yes. if you wouldn't mind supporting independent radio hobbyist broadcasters, it's free. It's easy. Go to RadioDiversity.org and sign up. That's all you have to do. They won't bombard you with emails. It just shows that you support us and uh, helping us stay alive so we don't go away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, everyone, okay. do the things that Jeremy just told you, please. Yes. All right. Thanks, man. When okay. are we going? When are we seeing you yeah, in the park, or, or what's what's happening? What's happening uh, with our lives not intertwining yet? A week from this very moment, I will be on a plane barreling towards Disneyland um, for Labor Day weekend to run the half, and I'm going to be back out there in October. It looks like now, and possibly November. October. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know when I was. On, when I just October. left. I was there until Monday. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Huh. Look at you traveling, traveling everywhere, man. All right. Yeah. yeah keep us posted, man, because I think a lot of us are going late October, early November. So I will keep you posted. And I'm back on right on the 8th. Sure. Do you want to be? Yeah. Then, I got to come up with something. Then you're on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Have a good night. All right, you too. too. Bye, guys. I like that guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. that. I loved that. That was my too. favorite. Yeah. I forgot to play him out. Oh. It's fine. Good Whatever. thing you're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. He gone. He gone. <laughs> he gone. I'm bummed I didn't know he was in the park. Would have hooked up this oh, weekend. Oh, that's right. Oh, you were there. Oh, that's there. Right. Yeah. I was the one eating all the churros. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you're here. So before we start on that, I feel like I should take your blood pressure. (laughs) 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 Yeah, man. So, so, so Greg here did. Yeah, let me turn off this thing. So Greg, you did the churro challenge. Thank you. You pulled a Terrence. You you successfully did it. Hashtag pull the Terrence. Yeah, did I did I pull a Terrence? You pulled a turn. Is that you, what we called it? What did you do? Yeah. So tell, I, tell what you I ate a churro from every churro cart in Disneyland. All nine of them. All so, nine of them. So yeah. you. So not a churro in every land. <laughs> which is pulling a turn. That's what, pulling a turn. Which, which is what we, we talked about. You pulled a Greg. Yeah, you pulled a Greg. <laughs> you pulled oh, a Greg. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. I've eaten one from every cart as well. Yeah, but, <laughs> but pulling a Terrence in, in our vernacular is, is a churro in every, in every land. land. Is yes. that what it is? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't want to tell you while you were doing it. 
And I was like, this is too much. We were following you. Too had, much. Stop it. He's already had three in one land. Why? Yeah. <laughs> we were following you on Facebook, and, and Taryn's like, I think he's doing one from every car. I'm like, no, that guy's insane, but he's not that insane. And she goes, I kind of don't want to tell him. I go, don't. It's going to ruin it. Because he's, 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 he's uh, going above and beyond. He's not only breaking the record, he's shattering yes, it. Yes, he did. You pulled a Michael Phelps. Good job. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Pulled a, pulled a gloves. How was it? Well, was it started? It was like, all right, well, then I got to do them all. Right. <laughs> right, you know, right. It's not like I'm just going to stop at five. How many carts are there? Nine. There's nine carts. Nine Jeez. carts in Disneyland. God. Yeah. That's nine not... churros. And I saw you, at, you bought at least two at one, at one of them. Well, I mean, so the rule was you couldn't share. Exactly. Right. You right. had them all. So, you know, I, I felt bad eating nine churros myself. My kids didn't have, <laughs> have them. No. Right. <laughs> Well, I didn't know the rule was you couldn't share because yeah, I totally yeah. shared mine. I know. That's well, why you haven't, that's why you haven't pulled a share. No, I didn't yet. even succeed when I was sharing. Okay. So because of the size of our group, on average, we each had like 1.3 churros, right? Right. So it was like on average. It was yeah. Better, yeah. Except for I ate nine of them. So how was it? <laughs> how, how was this? Take us through the moments. Uh, it was fine. So um, I ended up starting at the farthest part of the park that I could get to. So we were in Critter Country, uh, and then we kind of worked back from there. Yeah. So, um, I bundled the churros, so we started out, um, you know, kind of one churro, trying to space out based on what we were doing, wasn't going to work out. So, you know, let me hit all three in this area, mm-hmm. kind of let that digest, mm-hmm. and hit the next three, okay. and kind of go like that. So, okay. Yeah, I hit a power hour where I kind of did, I think, four in one hour, <laughs> just so I can get those. And then the up. next hour, did you hit the, like, sugar crash hour where you just... Laid on the ground and into a coma. Yeah, I didn't, have, I didn't have to eat dinner. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's like the hair of the dog, where you know, if you, if, you, if you if you stop eating sugar, then you crash. So the the secret to not crash is to never stop eating sugar. Well. Yeah. Okay. Maintain that thing. I felt a uh, combination of, um, um, you know, it was a very it was my proudest like moment proud and my right. saddest moment when I finished <laughs> that ninth. Collectively, churro. you know, I was sitting there standing in line for my ninth throw, and I looked up, and it's a. Uh, Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. I'm like, is this really a great moment? I, I, I don't know if it is. Uh, Lincoln would be proud. Yeah, I, I feel like he would be do. proud. I, I feel like we're on the same page. His great moments, my great moments. Yeah. They're, they're intertwining, about, like, they're man. About once the same. Uh, well, we were talking. Taryn and I were talking about uh, trying to get some sort of like custom pins made for anybody who does who pulls a Terrence. But now, I feel like we need one if you pull a Greg, or if you pull a not Greg, I guess. That might get a little expensive if we have multiple. <laughs> I know. Pins, so maybe we should just decide to stick we, with one of them. We could just see yeah, the pulling your just... parents is having ni- all nine churros. I mean, no, we don't. We can't change it. No, it's it's one in every one in each land. That's a Terrence. Yeah. Well, Greg just did it, and he just did it, did it, uh, stupid, did it all the way. <laughs> right, Greg just right. owned it. We'll just yeah. we'll just modify the pin. Like, I'll get a sharpie out. Yeah, we can. Greg can yeah. have like yeah, you know, like plus. some. Like pins have like the dangly thing. We can put a yeah. dangly that says like. Castles? But Greg did a Greg. But Greg pulled a Greg. That's fine. I don't. I don't need recognition. Recognition <laughs> is uh, just being here talking about. It's surviving. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say uh, so. So if anybody else is going to do this, you can document your um, your achievement because every receipt actually identifies the true part that you bought it from. Yeah. Oh, oh. that's good. Yeah. I was surprised. I've had, I've had just two adults say Disneyland or Disneyland concessions. And I was like, yeah. no, no. It's each actual, chart yeah. says, or each uh, cart says exactly what it is. I'm assuming they would give you like GPS coordinates too. <laughs> I mean, they want to know, yeah, precisely where that came from in case yeah, anything happened, man. This so, guy's, this guy's in keel over right here. Backtrack where the heart of yeah. Do that's you, crazy, do you now crave churros or do you never want a churro again? Um, I think I've hit my limit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not uh, not <laughs> excited about going back and having a churro. 
so the, the next day was everything else. So it was like the um, uh, the raspberry macaroons from uh, Jolly Holiday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, that's what we did the next so day. So you didn't lose your sweet tooth? No. I really don't like sweets. <laughs> I don't like I them don't either, man. You. I don't <laughs> like them either, but I'll, I like the churros, and I like the Matterhorn macaroons from the Jolly Holiday Bakery. Uh, those are the two things that I really enjoy eating at the at the parks, and then all the mixed drinks at, uh, you know, Trader Sands or whatever. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really do the, the sweets like cake, and I don't. And it's not that's not my thing. Like where you go to, like downtown Disney, and they have the the cupcakes with like six inches of frosting on it. That's not my thing. Yeah, or like the dipped um, the dipped marshmallows and all that kind of stuff. No, those no. are real good. <clears throat> no, you're wrong. <laughs> I just, <I'm> just <laughs> There's a like a. Con- Confection, confectionery. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. next to um, Winnie the Pooh that I had never discovered before, and Abby yes. wandered in there, and I was just like, fudge. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> that, that place is great. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. literally all of the fudge. All the fudge. I, it was all the fudge, and that could be I, pulling a Beverly. It, hit all those places. Though. <laughs> yeah. I don't recommend it. It was expensive. Eat all the fudge in the park. That's Tell pulling a Bev. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you survived, Greg, and I'm glad you did it. Yeah, because you, know, you are you are. That was my souvenir. That was my thirty six dollars worth of uh, <laughs> souvenir from the park and strip. Nice. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get to our tips show. I guess we'll we'll figure out a name later. Are we doing any feedback, or are we not doing that? Are we doing that later? That's a good point. Let's do it. Let's see if we have time for it after the show because okay. we're already forty five minutes in, <laughs> and we haven't started the show. <laughs> and we haven't started the show. Well, we sort of did, but we haven't started the main portion. Okay. So we That's may fair. we may throw that feedback into the into next episode. That works. Okay. So uh, yeah, so here we are. It's the uh, the the uh, the tips show, and we're gonna tell you a couple. I don't know what are we gonna do, Terrence. Just start. I don't know what to say anymore. Okay. Wow, that All was right. a really good. You like that? You're great. I know. I I fell apart there for a second because I was like, I don't know what to say. And I got caught in in this like loop of going, well, whatever I say is going to sound dumb. Well, it doesn't matter. Just get on with the show. But no, but it needs an intro. And then uh, I just broke. You broke. broke. I broke. Okay. Well, we're going to go over different tips. So different things that we um, that we like to do in the park. Some of the things that we have learned. Yes. Go ahead. Some of the things that we have learned, um, as well as, um, personally for me, some of the food items that I enjoy, and also uh, drinks as well. So, of course. I I just, of course, right? Sometimes I just like the, the way people... I laugh at the way people say stuff, because it, it makes me laugh. I don't know why, but you're okay. like, um, some of the things I enjoy, like the food. <laughs> it's funny. Sorry, Does your paper say churro, churro, churro? No. <laughs> I didn't include churros on this, but of course, it's churros. A, it's a given. Um, so the first, I'm going to go through some of the food items that I like um, at the parks. And I also included some in downtown Disney, because... Um, I, a lot of times people don't think about leaving the parks, but staying in the resort to go and eat. And okay. there's some good places in downtown Disney. So uh, the first thing I would say is um, at the Alfresco Tasting Terrace, it's actually right above the Golden uh, Vine Winery in uh, California Adventure. They have um, oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. so they have the uh, some uh, three tenderloin sliders. Um, they're cooked between rare and medium rare, which is perfect for me for slider for uh, tenderloin, uh, and they are d. De- Delicious. Also, it's not very busy up there most of the time as well. 
um, because most of the people are at the winery, so head on up there. That is a good spot to kind of go and, and hide. Yeah. And we talked about it on, a, on a, actually one of our one of the few first shows that we've done, right? Because especially when they were building Cars Land, mm-hmm. you can kind of go up there and sort of see what's happening, maybe, but not exactly. really. Uh, it is a cool little hiding spot, yeah. It's, it's and a, I think it's first come first serve. It is first come yeah. first serve, and it's also it overlooks uh, Paradise Bay. It um, overlooks oh, yeah. that whole area, so it's really neat to go there. Um, personally, besides churros, the best thing in either park um, is, at, in my opinion, is at uh, the Award Wieners. It's the uh, veggie portobello mushroom Philly. Yeah. That's your jam. Dude. I remember you mentioning it before. I still haven't had it. It is amazing. For being completely vegetarian, which I'm a carnivore, it is very good. And really. from a place that serves hot dogs. Yeah. No, it's, it's bomb. <laughs> it really is. I definitely recommend you get this. Um, also, um, in, Cal- in Disneyland, at the uh, Bengal Barbecue right by uh, Indiana Jones, they have safari skewers, which are bacon-wrapped asparagus. So good. <laughs> I was actually, if that wasn't no. on your list, I was going to jump in and add them. Sorry. Uh, I apologize it's for my okay. I'm glad that you're, you're into it. Somebody bumped into me and knocked mine on the ground once, and oh. she was like, I'm so sorry. I work here. Do you want me to get you some more? And I was like, yes. Yes, yes I do. <laughs> oh, they're bomb. So good. Um, also, in Disneyland proper, um, at the Carnation Cafe, uh, check out the fried pickles. They have a really, really good um, house sauce that they have with it that you dip it in. And also the chicken fried chicken. It's pretty good. Chicken, chicken fried, fried chicken. chicken. Okay. It's like a chicken fried steak, but it's chicken. So it's... So it's... What? It's chicken, chicken. fried steak, but it's chicken. Yeah, don't that's overthink what, it. It's just what, chicken fried that's chicken. That's what Walt wanted to call yeah. it. Chicken fried chicken. Okay. Um, California Adventure at Carthay. I mean, come on. Uh, the tostaditas. Little tostadas with uh, mole verde pork. They're really good. Cove Bar, Cove Bar, <laughs> lobster nachos. They're they're okay. They're all right. Oh man, no, I'm they a, sound bad, but they're good. I'm a fan. I'm they're a all right. Big time fan of those things. Um, also, this is for Jason. Okay, cone number five at the Cozy Cone Hotel. Yeah, the flavored popcorn. Flavored popcorn. Mm-hmm. Flavored popcorn. Um, also at the Harbor Gallery in Disneyland. I had this the last time I went. First time I had it, and it was fantastic. The lobster roll. As for okay. um, light sauce on it, because it was a little bit heavy on the sauce, but it was very good as well. Um, at the Rainforest Cafe in downtown Disney, I hate to admit that I eat at this place, but I really <laughs> yeah, do. I was, I was judging you. Because I, re- I, it's I like, was about to judge him openly. Of <laughs> everything on the menu, this is the only thing that I like. It's the pasta laya. So it's jambalaya with pasta, but get it with rice instead. And it is amazing. Very, very good. Not too spicy, but kind of spicy. Very good. Uh, Ralph Brennan's. Man, uh, we have a listener who works there, mm-hmm. and um, last time I went, I um, hit him up on Facebook and I said, "Hey, I'm at, I'm, I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm at Ralph Brennan's. Are you here?" And I didn't get an answer for him all, from him. All I got was a plate of, um, <laughs> of his uh, the poutine uh, etouffee. Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah. What is it? Oh, it's French fries. Okay, so it's I know poutine, but I don't know the the other French word that you okay, said. Okay, the etouffee is the, uh, the basically the sauce that goes on it. So it's pulled pork, oh, okay. uh, etouffee sauce, and cheddar and pepper jack cheese on top of French fries. It's, oh, it's actually yeah. what I got as my meal the last time I went there. <laughs> it was so good. Honestly, it is. It's big enough and good enough to have as your entire meal. It well, is yeah, so good. My mother-in-law was sitting across from me, and I think there might have been a little judgment. But I was just going to town. Like, I didn't share. I was just, she's like, "Isn't that an appetizer?" And I'm like, "Ah." We were, we were too busy. We were too busy trying to figure out if we could. We never stopped and said, "Should if we should." Exactly. Right? <laughs> to paraphrase 
Goodness. All right, the Poorly. last the last one, um, the last one that I have is actually in California Adventure, and I had this last time I was there, and I make I now make this at my house. Um, at the uh, in Hollywood Land, there is a uh, looks like a taco truck. It's a studio catering company, and they have tachos. And if you don't know mm-hmm. what tachos are, tachos are tater tot nachos. What? Tachos yes. are nachos, but way better. Yeah, way better. I've been preaching so the good. tacho for like 15 years. I'm it's sorry. amazing. Why They're have so I never good. Heard this? When I read really? that, I thought of you. I knew you would love this. <laughs> of course you did. You t- you, so if you make them at home, I like tater tots like crispier than normal, mm-hmm. but you need to have them a little crunchier to be able to construct the tacho. Mm-hmm. And it's just that with and you literally all make the, nachos with with tater tots. So my birthday's in like a week. <laughs> Just throwing it out. Tacho there. party? Like tacho part? I don't need tacho a cake. cake. I don't need a cake. Tacho cake. You should make it look like something that's not a cake. Yeah, like tachos. <laughs> like a tachos. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Here it's your cake. It looks like uh, tater tot nachos. Yeah, but it's cake. Don't worry about <laughs> no. it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, so lastly, so all all of the uh, I I like beer, and I I like to. <laughs> no, why are you so ashamed? I'm not that? ashamed. Uh, I, I like I like I, I do. I like beer. I like right. to, to brew terrible beer as well. Um, well, that's, but, that's probably true. Yeah, I know it is. So um, this, these are my um, my suggestions for beer or drink to get at the resort. Uh, the first one is Beverly's favorite at the Disneyland Hotel at Trader Sam's. They have the Aoa, which is basically A-oa. a Aoa. There we go. Yes, Aoa would do that. You go inside if you're gonna go. If you're gonna go to Trader Sam's, go inside. Go inside. Go inside and get the full show. It's basically a mai tai with cinnamon. Really good. California Adventure at Sonoma Terrace. They have a few good beers actually, but most of the good beers are in bottles. Firestone DBA, Ballast Point Sculpin, and then one of my favorite beers from when I'm down there: Iron Fist Velvet Gloves Imperial Oatmeal Stout. Very good. Um, also, um, in DCA, they have the Bayside Brews. Completely skip that. Mm-hmm. It's mostly Bud Light and um, Carl Strauss and things like that. But they do have some pretty good sangria there. So don't get the beer. Get the sangria from there. Uh, Downtown Disney at ESPN Zone. They have Pell 31. I like you poo-pooed Bud Light, but oxidized wine with fruit is okay. If you like sangria, that's fine. But right. if you like beer, you can get better beer other places in the no, park. No, that's true, yeah. So uh, ESPN Zone, they have Pell 31, 90-minute uh, IPA, and they actually have a really good framboise as well. Um, uh, also, Downtown Disney at the Uva Bar. Uh, the Maui's Coconut Porter, Oscar Blue's Old Chub, which is uh, a really good Scottish ale, and then also Oma Gang Rare VOS, which is their, Bel- their Belgian pale. You can also get a uh, beer flight. You can get four or five-ounce pours of uh, what they have on tap, and that's only 10 bucks, and that's not bad. Um, also, in California Venture at the Cove Bar, uh, the Sidecar Noir, which is um, – Sidecar is one of my wife's favorite drinks, mm-hmm. but this is mm-hmm, – this is made with uh, Fireball whiskey, Cointreau, o- uh, orange juice, and lemon juice. Uh-uh. I would try it. Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. I've broken up with Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story Everybody for does a at some time. point. Yeah, but you get back together with them. No. <laughs> we, just, we, we hook up from time to time. Um, if you like Guinness, go to Rainforest Cafe. They have Guinness on tap as well as Goose Island, but don't support Goose Island. Um, at Ralph Brennan's, uh, they have a Cat 5 Hurricane that's pretty good. And they have a pretty good beer selection, including um, Abito's, uh, Abita, sorry, Turbo Dog and Purple Haze. And that's nice. it for me. Do you ride the rides Very when good. you go to Disneyland? <laughs> no, seriously. The, no, I'm, I'm just saying these are good things to drink, and I've had 
All of them. Yeah. From time to time. <laughs> in one day. Not in one day. No, that's not pulling a Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. That's, All right, Bev, what are you covering? What I tips do you have for everybody? about uh, making the most of your time at Disneyland as well as uh, where to stay. Okay. So I'm going to start with uh, just sort of reiterate some of the things that we've talked about, about uh, how to make the most. Um, I'm a list person. I'm a big fan of lists. What I like to do is decide front prior. What? Nothing good. Sorry. Why do you always do this? To me? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's fun. <laughs> decide the night prior what land I'm going to start with. Then once I decide that, I decide what land I'm going to go to. I try to stick to the lands, meaning um, I, I pretty much always start with Fantasyland because it's always the most unpleasant. Okay. It's always the most crowded. So yeah, especially that, that Peter Pan man. Peter Pan. That's really it's always it, my right? Go-to, yeah. Right? Well, no. I like Mr. Toad. No, but so I mean, weird. but I mean, like no. the, the the bulk of the line, the, bulk of the, li- the yeah. worst line, Peter Pan. So I start with that, and then I just go there, and I I, I like to try, and, and I think it it's proven successful uh, to just travel by land. Don't hop between parks. Try not to hop between lands too much. Um, and there's always a person in the group who's not like my brother-in-law is not a fan of Peter Pan because he's an insane person. So while we rode Peter Pan, we sent him to California Adventure, and he got our fast passes for the Cars ride. Okay. Always, Mark. also something you want if you want to ride that ride, try to get that early. Um, That's a good way to do it. The er- in my experience, the early park hours and the late park hours tend to be a lot less crowded than the twelve to let's say seven o'clock time. So if mm-hmm. you can, if you have any intention of leaving the park. I would suggest leaving in that block. Try to go early, leave, go get lunch, take a nap, do what you got to do, and then come back and try to hit there for the end because you're going to hit a lot. The lines are going to be a lot better. And that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I have a little bit more information about uh, hotels. Okay. So um, my personal preference as far as search engines would be Expedia because I'm an Expedia gold member and I get perks. Oh, <laughs> what kind of perks do you get? Like free continental breakfast? No, no, no. Like if I stay in one of their selected hotels, I get upgrades and then they'll give me credits and Okay. Like I went to, when I went to British Columbia, we stayed in a Expedia whatever VIP hotel or whatever and um they gave us 80 bucks to spend at the hotel. So that's cool. Our wow. food, it paid for some of our room service. Well, I guess that's a good point. Like, if you're going to use a search engine like the hotels.com or whatever, stick to one because yes. they usually have ben- member benefits. Exactly. All right. um, I would also say when you are searching to always filter by price. Okay. So there's always a filter option. And I say this because randomly, about five, six years ago, I wanted to go to Hawaii, but I didn't have any money. So I just, and I was just living vicariously through myself. I don't know. <laughs> through posted photos on <laughs> Hotels.com? Yes. So I just decided to start seeing like what we could get, like what the cost would be. And okay. um, I sorted by I searched the island I wanted to go to, and I sorted by price. And I ended up finding a trip for 10 days to, uh, not Oahu, Kauai, uh, hotel, four-star hotel, two-room two suite and and our airfare was six hundred dollars a person wow. for ten days. Wow, that's insane. It was insane, and I've never seen that deal <clears throat> ever again. 
But I'm saying that they exist. You just have to look you for them. You broke Expedia. <laughs> she done. Yeah. Well, and then also that trip gave you a kid. <laughs> so there's that. We're not going to talk about I wasn't that. Gonna say anything. We already did. <laughs> we don't have to. It was it was cool. Uh, yeah. We got to, I got to go with some of my really good friends. Cost us six hundred bucks. Weird that Tara and I were involved. That's in great. That. I didn't yeah. really know you guys that well. Yeah. yeah that's right. That was that was pre friendship. It was. We, we it was knew fun, each other. It was a fun trip. It was fun. Yeah. Becca was pregnant. She didn't have that much fun. Uh, angry Becca was very angry. <laughs> she was so she was, angry. She was prangry. She, she was, was almost in her final prangry. form. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> um, so on all of my trips to Disneyland, I'm I'm a little finding a good hotel price is kind of my thing. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I've never paid more than a hundred dollars a night for a hotel. Not once. But you also complain skeptical about Greg the hotels looks, that you stay in a lot. Sometimes they look yeah. crappy. Skeptical gonna, Greg looks skeptical. I'm not going to say I haven't had a couple duds. It's happened. <laughs> but I will say I've had some pretty great ones. See, I'm the opposite. I, I sort by, uh, destinate, by distance because to me, walking less is worth more money. That, see, and that's not the case to me because if I'm going to walk 10 miles around an amusement park, what's another half mile back to my hotel? I've been that's with you. Long, that's the longest half mile. That's the yeah, longest half really mile is. ever. And I've been with you with when kids. you're like, ah, oh, miserable. Like, you, like, you can't even, <laughs> like, we can't true. even talk to you I because complain. you're because you're just going, don't talk to me, I hurt. <laughs> my feet, it hurt my brain. I, I can corroborate <laughs> so, this story. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's true, but it's not going to change the fact that it doesn't matter like, <laughs> the price always wins out to me personally. Okay. Uh, that being said, <laughs> that being said, I think it's really important to find the right window when you're booking a hotel. So um, what I've found successful is to try to just find a time frame that I want to go to Disneyland, not an exact weekend because that you don't know. Like it's better to have some time to work with because the prices change, obviously. Um, when you book... A hotel, say, say you find one, you get a great deal or an okay deal, and but it's it's within walking distance and it's where you want to be and whatever, but you're not in love with it. You're not married to it. Mm-hmm. Keep looking. You can always find a better deal and you can always cancel that hotel almost always with no penalties. Okay. I mean, unless you choose like the no refunds room, which yeah, some that. Some yeah, places have that where you can pay extra to be able to cancel at any exactly. time. I would say pay the extra to be able to cancel because if you find a better deal, then... You'll end up saving money. Yeah. Um, and I went through and I actually searched Expedia for hotels that I have stayed at. And I sorted them by stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just wanted to give some prices that are available right now. So for this weekend, so if you're going to Disneyland this weekend and you don't have a hotel, <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. Um, and the Portofino, which I have stayed at and I thought was quite nice. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a walk. is $115. Uh, the nice Ramada, not there's two crappy Ramadas and there's one nice one on Catella. That's 119 right now, and the Hotel Menage is 119 also. Don't stay at the Hotel Menage. Isn't that that's the worst? It's not the worst. That's the one across the uh, overpass. It, it is, is over across. The overpass. It's, it's a 20 minute walk. It is yeah. not. I've walked there. So have we. It's a. It was. A, it's a 22 minute pray. walk from from door. To entry point, and it was uphill too a little oh bit. My God. Is there pictures of my girlfriend Nikki everywhere? Menage. I get it. No, nah, bro. That's like, I don't know. Uh, if you're going to Disneyland mess. the week, Labor Day weekend and you don't have a hotel, don't go. Right. <laughs> the prices are terrible. So some of the same hotels that I looked at before, like the Eden Rock, which I have for 109 the week prior, is $299. Wow. Uh, there's a Holiday Inn 
on Manchester, which is right behind the Water Park Hotel, the, the yeah. Howard Johnson Water Park Hotel. Oh yeah, okay. Never on sale. A Holiday Inn. It's right behind there. It's eight. It throughout my research, it's eighty eight dollars. Like it's just consistently eighty eight. Pretty standard. Bucks, That's cool. Which is a That's great solid. price. Yeah, uh, it has free parking and Wi Fi. Oh, very nice. Oh, and I think the Holiday Inn has a free happy hour. I remember staying there once. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but who's at the hotel at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you know? That's the other thing. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, let's, so let's say you're going to go the week. This, these are weekday prices. Of August 22nd through August 26th, you can get the Holiday Inn again for $88. There was a mystery hotel option. Mystery hotel Have you ever option. done that? Because it have, terrifies me. I have. And actually, I'm, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> I've done it three times. I have wow, been you're brave. burned two times <laughs> to the point where one night I um, didn't even stay. I left the hotel in the middle of the night <laughs> because they quote unquote listed it as a three star hotel. It was a uh, I forget what the hotel chain is called, but it's like it's, it's a standard hotel chain. I would like think Super Eight or no, no, Motel much, Six. It was nicer than that. It was okay. uh, the Red Lion. Oh okay. oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. No, I heard rodents in the wall, like the scratching noise. Uh, not in, not like, at Disneyland. No, 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 okay, no. This okay. is in Sacramento. Okay. No. Right. Hard pass. We left. Yeah. And uh, by we, I mean I, because I was alone. Yeah. Um, the Hotel Menage that week apparently don't stay there. Look, According it's a fine hotel. They fine. have a good bar. 105 bucks. And they have a cool pool. Was the that, the, no, that's not the Hotel Menage. Where did we just stay That with uh, Push and the kids? That was the Marriott. Marriott. Okay, never mind. The Tropicana, which is right across the street. 93 bucks. Huh. Okay. It must be. Yeah, like the farther you go out, it's cheaper yeah. for sure. But not that far because I have plans to stay in uh, October. Yeah. And I can't find a hotel when I'm staying or when I'm going for under 100 bucks. I'm spending $107. This is the first time I've ever <laughs> broken $100. <laughs> I'm offended. You'll make it. Um, but... Uh, September 5th through September 9th, the week of Memorial Day. Again, Holiday Inn, 88 bucks. Hotel Menage, 91 The Annabella, which I've never seen cheap, is $96. Pretty good. That week. Uh, there's also a place where I've stayed, the Cortona Inn and Suites. Mm-hmm. Quite nice. Kind of a walk. It's a solid half mile. Uh, $76. Okay. But I'm Sounds just good. saying, do your research. Try to find a block of time. Look around. You're going to find a good deal. Cool. Excellent. She done. <laughs> All right, Taryn, go for it. Um, what tips do you have, dude? I have uh, my first one is uh, the best times to go. So we've talked a lot on this show about when to go to Disneyland, and we say never because there's not really ever a good time anymore. But I think that there actually are a couple of good times. Um, I have a few pros and cons, and it kind of depends on what you're going for. If you're going for, uh, if you want to go to Disneyland and ride as many rides as you can, I would uh, suggest. I hate doing this because I don't want people to know my secret, but I would suggest going the second week of September because it is, uh, or even the third actually, but um, the Memorial Day is over. Everybody's just gone back to school. Nobody's taking their kids out of school that week. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the park itself is uh, a lot less crowded than normal and Halloween hasn't started yet. So you're kind of in between everything just for, the, it's literally like two weeks. Um, the cons are it's likely that Haunted Mansion is going to be shut down because they're for the overlay. Yeah, I think they turn that on mid-September. Yeah. Yeah. And then also Space Mountain might be down if they do that overlay as well. So those are two big rides that you hate that overlay. Might not do. It's um, better than Hyperspace Mountain. I'll tell you that. Yeah, right I do like it better than Hyperspace. Yeah. But, um, another uh, time would be 
February. Just generally February, I think, is a pretty good. Uh, the okay. pro is like Christmas is over, so um, and kids are back in school again. You're not probably not taking kids out in February. Um, aside from President's Day weekend, there's no big holidays that Disneyland celebrates, so you're pretty much in the clear of that. Uh, the cons is uh, the weather might be unpredictable. Well, let's be honest. I'm sure you're fine. Unpredictable uh, L.A. weather is, is something you can deal with. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It might rain for 30 seconds. You have to buy um, a poncho or five. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, it's possible that Haunted Mansion could be down. Usually, I think it's back up by then, but you never know. Um, and uh, again, Space Mountain also could be down. Uh, if you're not concerned about rides and you're going for like holiday decorations or just like general mood, I would suggest um, October, November. Uh because they have awesome decorations, the giant pumpkin. Everybody likes to take a picture in front of the giant pumpkin. Um, there's Halloween parties, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, if you're into that or if you've never seen that, that's great. Uh, the cons are it's totally crowded. Every single day it's going to be crowded. Um, another con is that you got to really check your hours, the hours of, that the park is open, because it, it shuts down really early, like 6 o'clock early during the Halloween parties. And They've been extending those Halloween parties, so now it's like every like sat every Friday, Saturday. So definitely check that out if you go October, November, or October, I guess. Um, and then again, possible weather issues, but I wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, and then November, December, now it's your past Halloween, you're on Christmas, super crowded still, um, but there's snow on Main Street. You got fireworks. I don't know. To me, that makes it all worth it. I don't need to ride any rides. Um, the characters are dressed up in their holiday decor, which is very cute. Um, there's special events that are extremely hard to get into, but like the candlelight processional. Um, and then the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. Some cons are, you're, like I already said, you're not going to ride any rides. <laughs> Likely. Right. Pretty very, much. Very maybe few. one or two, yeah. Uh, and it's very, very crowded. Don't expect it to not be crowded. Um Next up, I have uh, some tips to help you save some money on your next trip. Um, one, bring lunch and snacks or snacks. Bring food. Uh, replace at least a meal. That way you're... you're you yeah, know, just one meal. Just one meal. Right. Uh, bring, bring a sandwich. Bring some snacks. Bring something, an apple, anything that you can eat in line that's easy. You could stop off and eat. But just replacing a meal is going to save you so much money. Um, also, sharing meals, especially at like Rancho de Zocalo. They have giant portions. You could easily share a meal. And then if you're still hungry, just go back again. You know, there's or get a churro. Um, also, another one, uh, plan to go to the park or plan to go to just one park per day. If you're going on this big vacation, you know, we talk a lot about park hoppers because we all have them. And, and honestly, I would always prefer it that way. But, you know, if I'm coming from another state and I'm here for five days, you're probably totally fine getting single day tickets. And it's going to end up being a lot cheaper. Um, if you stay at one of the resort hotels, uh, maybe plan to take a one-day park break. You know, use the resort as it's a resort. There's a lot of really cool pools. There's nice restaurants. There's all kinds of things you can do where you're not in the park. Um, also, downtown Disney. Spend a whole day, you know, hanging out there if you can. I don't know. Sleep a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, some people say to I – was, I was looking some things up, and some people say to buy souvenirs in advance, but I don't – think i would suggest that for a couple of reasons um i don't know i would i guess i would argue that um setting yourself up setting yourself and or your kids with like a budget to use would be a better plan because for me at least like buying something at disneyland 
is so much more fun than buying it and then bringing it to Disneyland. Well, that's what makes it a souvenir. Right. Like, uh, otherwise, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you're buying it before you go, like, online or something. Yeah. And that, that, you know, then you you pick it up there. But, I don't know, it's supposed to remind you you of the trip, right? You just bring it. So, like, your kid, you just, buy your kid a T-shirt, you buy your kid a, a thing, and you say, oh, look, hey, we're and, going to Disneyland. And that's your souvenir from the park, and you can't get anything from the park? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't like it. Well, that's this is a way that people are saying to save money. Yeah. I disagree. I say, give your kid 10 bucks and let them choose something. If it's a stupid pen, it's still a stupid pen that they got at Disneyland, and they're going to be real excited. Right. Um, but I did have a little tip. Um, if, you, if your kid wants to get uh, characters' autographs, have them make the autograph book ahead of time. Just get a cheap notebook, a cheap uh, journal. Have them put stickers on it, paint on it, do whatever they need to do, make it theirs, and then bring that. And then you don't have to pay the $10, $15 for, for the little um, autograph book. And another one, of course, the other uh, exception to this is buy a pair of coveyers because then you don't have to buy yourself another hat or yes. another headband. Plug of the year award. Well played. <laughs> Those are the only two exceptions to that rule. Um, another one that I had for uh, getting around. If you're planning to drive to Disney to Disneyland and park your car, parking right now is $18 a day. Every year that's going to keep going up because it has. Um, the last few times Jason and I have went, we've been in hotels a little bit further away and we'll take an Uber. And it's like one time it was $4. One time it was like a little more expensive. It was 7 that's still less than parking. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot easier. It was really easy. They just dropped us off at one of the hotels. We just rock into the park. And then you can stay at a farther away hotel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I would suggest um, checking out Uber or Lyft if, uh, if, if, you, if you're planning on not going back and forth, back and forth to the park. Because parking at $18 a day is kind of crazy. That's yeah, insane. that's insane. Like, for uh, five days, it's more than 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my last Plus. one for uh, saving money is if you just had kids... Go as often as possible until they're three because they're free. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> three. <laughs> yes. Until they're quote until unquote they're three, quote yes. unquote three in Disney um, years, and hopefully they're small <laughs> children and you can <laughs> keep on going. Yeah. Um, and then my last uh, little uh, tidbit here is tours. So it's interesting. Jason and I have done several tours. Uh, I think you, Terrence, did a tour. Did no. you? No, you didn't. You never did one. No, I didn't. Well, <laughs> you don't have many options anymore. Their tours have, like, diminished insane. There's only four available, and two of them are seasonal. Really? Really? Mm. Yeah, the two available are the VIP tours. And and it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I went on Disney's website, and I could not find anything but these two tours. Um, the VIP tour, which is extremely expensive. Nobody can afford it like unless you're Kim Kardashian. Oh, it's more than that. It's like you have to have, like, a party of 10, and it's, like, $300 a person. Oh, that's rude. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Um, and I don't quote me on that because I don't know if that's the actual number. You have to call and find out. Um, and then the Walk and Waltz Footsteps Tour is also still available. Although, do know that now they don't go to the apartment. They actually go to uh, the Dream Suite. So huh. uh, make sure you know that before going in. And then the other two that are available but not available at the moment are Disney's Happiest Haunt Tours and Holiday Time at Disneyland Tour. So there's two tours. It's right. It's insane. That's there used crazy. to be mm. – I mean – I think that we did at least four of them. There was like a foliage. You, of I was going to say you did like the, well. the flower one. Yeah, there was like yeah there, we we did so many. We did a Disney adventure or California adventure one. We've done a lot of them, and now there's two, and really only one that you can actually do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As, I don't know. I thought that was kind of crazy and something that I don't think I haven't heard anyone talk about it. And I was like, huh. 
Weird. I wonder Thanks, if just because Disney. <laughs> well, yeah. I, maybe, I wonder Budget if the parks cuts. are just so crowded. Because mm-hmm. uh, the last one we went on, the Walk and Walt foot, Walt's Footsteps, we were crawling through crowds. I mean, yeah. it was busy. Yeah. Yeah, it's real interesting. But um, those are those are my tips. Okay. I, I guess my tip for tours is um, just do Walk and Walt's Footsteps. Don't do it. I don't care about. You won't care about any of that. Yeah. Well, now you go to the Dream Suite. You don't go into Walt's apartment anymore. I so said, don't I think said, that you're going no. to. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just said. Okay, I, I heard you. Thank you. Okay, so my tips are on taking photos in the parks because I see a lot of people doing it wrong, doing it wrongly, incorrectly. Uh, so number one, and you know, again, look, we're, we we take our photos right to uh, to you know enhance our, our memories of the park, and 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 everyone has cameras on their phones these days, and so it's kind of just what we do. We always have a camera. We're used to having cameras, so we think we should take photos all the time. Uh, so number one, here's a tip: never use your flash. You never have to use your flash in Disneyland. Disneyland is all about the ambiance, and they work hard at crafting that by their use of shadows and light. So if something is so dark that you have to use your flash, this is by design. Using your flash will only serve to take a blown-out photo with little background detail, and it will ruin the ambiance for everyone else around you. And I think that's what these tips really are. It's, you know, we're, we're, in this, we're in this together, folks, okay? It's not just about you. So you pull out your flash and you're flashing photos and you're taking a bunch of photos. You're blinding other people and you're bothering other people. So just, you don't need it. You actually don't, you really don't need it. Because really, the software on our phones can handle the low light levels now. Um, so anyway, just it's something, to be, something to be aware of. If you want a good photo, uh, do that. Don't take photos on rides. Again, they're too dark for most photos to turn out properly. So please don't even, don't even try it. Uh, again, they're, they're, uh, you pull your phone out and unlock your screen, and the room gets blasted with the light from your screen, which bothers me so much, like in um, Haunted Mansion. Like, you walk in, the, in yeah. the room, you walk in the elevator, and the doors close, and it's low lit, and everyone wants to take photos of everything, but you can't. Right. So people are using their flash, and yes. all that light bouncing around the room, absolutely right. uh, the, the, the glow of the screen, it's, it's just like, this is, this is, it's no longer the ride that it's supposed to be. People, you're paying a lot of money. Mm-hmm. To have a designed experience, and you're actually ruining it yeah, I agree. for people. So uh, just just pay attention. And something that, that people I know people aren't doing maliciously, but you know you want to try to take photos to remember it. But how many times have you looked at your photos in your phone? I, I mean, you know, never. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Yeah. Unless they're memes that you screenshot it, you want to send around to people. But uh, you know, for the most part, we're just a photo taking society now. We don't need to do it. Just enjoy your time. Enjoy your place. Uh, walking through the queue, totally fine, totally warranted. But when you're on a ride, you're part of that ride, and nothing is more distracting than seeing corners of the mansion lit up via phone screens and flashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, be respectful is the next tip I have. I'm sure folks don't do this on purpose, but stopping in the middle of the walkway for your selfie snarls that walkway up and creates a traffic jam. If you feel the need for photos, please try stepping aside and letting folks pass you. That way... You know, we can all just move along. We can get to where we want to go. You can still do your duck face. Is duck face a thing still? No, it's not. It's not? No. No? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Taryn keeps up with the Kardashians, so I have to ask her because she would, right? They do duck face all the time. See, there you go. Um, Try to position the camera and the subject in the same light. It's a pro tip. If you're taking the photo and you are in the sun, ask your subject to move into the sunlight. Most digital cameras can compensate for the light difference, but it's still good practice to remember. I see a lot of people, like in uh, Tomorrowland, it's kind of hard. Yeah. I'm in the sun standing, taking a photo, and you're in the shade. Like It's, the, it's not going to compensate very well. So we have to be both kind of in the same, in the same light. 
Uh, here's another one that I thought was pretty important. Don't feel obligated to take photos. In fact, taking less photos will help you remember more. And I remember coming across this article from Time, because I'm really highbrow these days. Um, and this was a study in the journal uh, called Psychological Science uh, from uh, Fairfield University. And uh, this lady, Linda Heckler, calls it the photo-taking impairment effect. She says, if participants took a photo of each object as a whole, they remembered fewer objects and remembered fewer details about the objects and their locations within a museum. They did this uh, experiment. So actually taking a bunch of photos rather than taking in the experience uh, prevents memories from actually fully taking root. Just be present, right? Just be present in the moment. Exactly. Enjoy the ride. You've seen the Honda Mansion a hundred times. You like the Honda Mansion. Uh, we were on, I forget what ride... I think it was Monster. It was Monsters Inc. a few years ago, and these these gals in front of us in the car were taking photos of every scene, and they're like, "Oh, you know, um, Chandra's gonna love this ride. I want to show it to her." And she's like taking photos, and I'm like, "How do you? You're not even watching. You're not even looking at the ride. Exactly. And and you're you're bugging me." <laughs> Um, there's also a bunch of cool apps out there to enhance your photos. Uh, Taryn, you like the Prisma or whatever? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so awesome. Uh, of course, Instagram super popular. But if you're looking to do something different, try grabbing an HDR app. HDR stands for High Dynamic Range and basically lets you play with the low, medium, and high ranges on a photo, which brings out different ranges of light within the same photo. If you've ever seen those super contrasty images that have colors in them that don't really make sense for that time of day, you know, like a super intense uh, sunset with a bunch of different colors that you've never seen in real life, that's probably HDR. Some apps will take three photos, one overexposed, one perfectly exposed, and one underexposed. Then the app stitches them together to give the best of all three exposures, and you can you can you can highlight that kind of stuff. So if you want to be creative and take some fancy photos uh, on your phone, check out uh, check out some photo apps. And that was really it for photos. The last one I have is kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, you know those those bright flashing glowing necklaces and and, and ears and, and and lightsabers and stuff. Don't buy those. And if you buy them for your kid, turn them off. Last time we went, uh, there were three kids in the haunted mansion. That had their glow necklaces on, and they were strobing, right? That's, yeah, that's Through horrible. the entire ride, dude. Through the entire ride. <laughs> and, like, we're in the the seance room, and there they come. And I'm like, oh, geez, dude. Yeah. How do you, as a parent, how do you even, how do you not get super annoyed? How do you not have a seizure? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I don't understand the kind of stuff like that. And I don't know. I like Disneyland a lot, and I think part of it is because uh, you feel the sense of community. Because you're you're there enjoying something that everybody else is enjoying with you, why you know be respectful of other people? You don't throw your trash on the ground because it you know littering is bad and makes you look like a bad person. But so does keeping your glowing, flashing thing on at night. Like just turn it off. Let's enjoy this together. I agree. I actually hate the the kiosks that come out when the sun, as soon as the sun goes down with all the light oh, up. Like I think it's mm-hmm. actually really tacky. I think it's super. Yes, exactly right. It is super tacky. Like, it's super tacky. You, we, we're we not, know you're making money. Like, right. You don't need to do this. We're not put great America. A, put them in a store. Put them in, like they don't. You don't need to walk right in front of my kid and make her not appreciate the fact that we're here. Like because she doesn't have right. that know, flashing that necklace that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend seventeen dollars on. You know what it's like? It's like being at the county fair, which is yeah. exactly what Walt didn't want. Yeah, I think it's a lot of tacky. It, yeah, tacky is the right you. word. Um, okay, is that it? Uh, we have a window. We have a window. Jeez. Uh, let's not do it. Uh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Let's do it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. It's not very long. Okay. Um, 
This window is uh, Waffle Rogers. That's not a real name. Uh, if you're going to do it, Terry. Right. I made this one up, <laughs> okay. but it's really important to me. Uh, Waffle Rogers was born in June on June 29th, 1919 in Stratton, Colorado. And as a boy, he would sculpt one-of-a-kind toys out of household items and other scrap materials. This is what led him to his career as... Um, well, I'll just get to it. Never mind. In 1937, he entered uh, Chouinard Art Institute in Los Angeles. And then in 1938, he joined Walt Disney Studios, working his way up from assistant animator to animator and worked on such films as Pinocchio and Bambi. In 1943, he joined World War II and enlisted in the United States Marine Corps, uh, serving as a staff sergeant in the photographic section. Uh, after the war, he returned to... Disney's animation department, where he contributed to Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, and Sleeping Beauty. In his downtime, uh, Waffle continued to sp- Waffle. <laughs> uh, in his downtime, uh, Waffle continued to sculpt and build toys, um, including model railroads, which of course caught the attention of Walt Disney. Uh, Disney soon asked him to sculpt props and miniatures for live-action films and television, including The Absent-Minded Professor, The Mickey Mouse Club, and Zorro. In 1954, Walt asked Wathel to help develop the model shop for Disneyland. Rogers, along with Fred Jorger and Harriet Burns, were were known as the WED Model Shop. Together, they modeled and sculpted the designs for Disneyland in various Disney productions. One of Wathel's greatest challenges came when Walt assigned him to uh, research and construct a nine-inch tall figure of a moving and talking man. It was called, quote-unquote, Project Little Man. Uh, this project became the prototype for audio animatronics technology. In the early 1960s, Wathel continued to pioneer this uh, new technology. He developed a robotic Abraham Lincoln for Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, uh, which debuted in 1964 and uh, 65 New York World's Fair. He also contributed to Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Jungle Cruise Ride uh, audio animatronics and the American Adventure at Epcot Center. Uh, he helped create the first walking uh, audio animatronic figure Benjamin Franklin. Wathel became known as Mr. Audio Animatronics. And in 1987, uh, he retired from the Walt Disney Company after 48 years with Disney. Roger was named a Disney legend in 1995, and he unfortunately passed away on August 25th, uh, 2000. His window, he has two windows. He has one in Disneyland, and that's located above the New Century Timepieces and Jewelry. On Main Street, uh, his inscription on it says, You'll cut a fine figure, menswear. Um, he also has a window in Disney World, uh, and he shares this window with Yale Gracie, Bud Martin, and Ken O'Brien. It's uh, above the Main Street Confectionery uh, on Main Street USA Magic Kingdom. And the inscription on that one is, Buena Vista Magic Lantern Slides. Treat your friends to our special tricks. And right. that is Wathel <clears throat> Rogers. Very good. I heard his brother Crepe sold heroin on Sunset, <laughs> but that's a different that's a different window. Yes. Uh, okay, very good, Taryn. Awesome. Uh, here's the fact of the show, and then we're going to uh, get out of here. Uh, in the 1930s, Walt had his animation studio running more like a factory than ever before. According to Nancy Macy, who worked in the ink and paint department, she says, quote, There were people who did nothing but time the inkers. You had five minutes to ink a Mickey Mouse cell and a little longer for certain characters in Fantasia. Charts were made of where you stood above and below the average time. They even had people who would come along and fill your ink wells for you. It was a six-day week, eight hours a day, with a 15-minute break in the afternoon and a lunch as well. 
That seems horrible. Yeah. But apparently people were just super loyal to Walt because he, he just he pushed everybody to do the best. But, you know, it doesn't sound like the best working conditions. I mean, but the guy was like trying to time everything just so you didn't have to. He wanted, he wanted the, the inkers to just be inking. Six Sigma right there. Right? Yeah, Engineering. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about how much wasted time to like pick up their tissues on the floor and clean up their space and refill the well. Mm-hmm. No, pay someone a third of that money. Refill everything. You can ink more. Jobs he made. Like, right? I actually really admire it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, thanks everyone for sticking with us. Uh, don't forget to go to the blog and do all that kind of stuff. And we'll see you in the parks.